Welcome back to Table Talk for Moms. I'm Kendra and I am so excited to talk to the moms today who maybe just feel like they're in the thick of it because I want you to know you're not alone. But first, I have a question for you, our little snack session. When is it acceptable to put up Halloween and fall decor? I've kind of been wrestling with this because... Right now, I am in between seasons. I feel like there's nothing to really celebrate right now. I still have my 4th of July decorations up. And lately, we've had some rainstorms. And I'm like, oh, I am feeling the fall vibes. But is it too soon? I told my husband I would wait until September 1st. But I don't know. I'm feeling the fall. And I want everything to be pumpkin. But when do you put up your Halloween or your fall decor? I usually just do straight into Halloween. I don't put up my fall and then Halloween. I don't know. I'm just, I'm a Halloween lover to my core. So what do you do? I am so excited to talk with you all today about showing up as the mom you want to show up as. And some days when that doesn't happen, because it happens, you know, we all have those days, You just eat some chocolate and you go to bed and you hope for a better day the next day, tomorrow. So to the mom who is feeling overwhelmed and struggling to give herself grace, I want you to know that you're not alone in this journey. Motherhood is a beautiful yet challenging path and it's completely normal to have moments of doubt and self-criticism. But here's what I would say to you. First and foremost, you are doing an incredible job job. The fact that you care deeply about your children's well-being and happiness just shows how good of a mom you already are. Remember that no one has all the answers or gets everything right all the time. We're all new to motherhood. (laughs) Even the grandmas, they're new to grandmotherhood and raising adult children and being there for them. So mistakes are a natural part of growth. So both you and your children are going to experience them and you can learn how to do them together. But it's okay to prioritize your well-being. And I feel like moms don't hear that enough. And I feel, especially with like past generations, it's like, no, you are a mother. This is what you're supposed to do. And it's not really talked about like, at least it wasn't like the postpartum depression and the anxiety and the world has changed so much from hiding those things too. Let's start talking about them. And I'm so grateful for that. But just like you care for your family's needs, you must also take care of yourself. So self-care is not selfish. It's just a vital aspect of being able to give your best to your loved ones. So taking breaks and pursuing your interests and finding moments of peace are not only acceptable, but they are necessary, especially in this day and age. There's a lot going on right now, and you, you got to take those little timeouts for yourself, even if it means locking yourself in your room. To take 60 seconds, take those 60 seconds, sister. But comparison is such a thief of joy, and it's so easy to fall into the trap of comparing yourself to other moms or people on social media and those portrayals. But remember, you yourself are on a unique journey with your own challenges and your own triumphs 
different from everyone else. You are your own story. You are your own author. Your path is valid and your progress matters. So celebrate your wins, no matter how small they seem, because mom, you're rocking it. But I feel like a few months ago, and I I know I'm not alone because <laughs> I can't be. It's impossible. I was so worn out. I was trying to do it all. I was staying up, working late. I was trying to schedule in all the fun, all the play dates, all the end of school activities and sports. It was just a lot. And I was so tired. I was a grumpy mom. I wasn't taking care of myself mentally or physically. My kids were on weird sleep schedules because it was like almost summer, but not quite. And we still had things we had to get to. And I was just feeling that burnt out feeling that all moms feel. I'm I'm trying to keep the house clean. I'm trying to do fun things outside with my kids now that it's warm. And it's just, I couldn't, I couldn't keep up on it all. And it just felt so overwhelming and suffocating. And then I'd come home and the house is dirty or I'd go to bed with the house dirty and then I'd wake up with dirty dishes in the sink. And that is no way to start the day. You, (laughs) that is no way. I hate waking up to a dirty house, but I was just so tired. And, and I don't know if this happens to anyone else, but then I was just a negative Nancy. I was an impatient mom. I wasn't having fun with my kids, even though we were out doing these fun activities. I just felt annoyed and I underappreciated I wasn't doing anything for myself. I was doing my work, all the household chores, just stressed about things that don't even matter and just letting myself have this mom pity party. Tell me I'm not alone. Tell me there are other moms out there that have this pity party. Does this happen to anyone else? It's just kind of like this weird funk. So to any moms who feel like they are in a funk, let's talk about it and let's talk about ways that we can get out of the funk because the funk can be thick sometimes and last for days or weeks or even after newborns. I remember it was just so hard navigating that. And it's like, they don't teach you that in school. They don't teach you how to be a mom to a newborn. It's a lot to take on. But I want to talk today about maybe ways that we can get out of the funk. And so I wanted to share a few experiences and things that I've done to get out of the weird funk. And I hope you know what I'm talking about when I say weird funk, but it's just kind of like this like, ugh, motherhood is hard, pity party type of a funk. But when I was in this weird little funk and this cycle of only thinking about how I felt, how I felt underappreciated, I was so overly tired, I had spread myself too thin, And I would just like think about all these things all day long, like that annoying text that came through or someone that made me upset. And those thoughts just kind of consumed me and just made me feel even more miserable. So I sat myself down one night and I said, okay, what can I do tomorrow to help me feel even just a little bit better? So I love to get in a good workout in the mornings before my kids wake up. So I promised myself Even if it's a long night with kids and I'm up all night, I'm going to get up, I'm going to work out, and I'm going to eat a quiet breakfast in the morning by myself. So I pinky promised myself I was going to show up for myself, just like I do for my kids and my husband every day. I was going to show up for me because sometimes I put myself on the back burner and then that's kind of 
when I put myself on the back burner for too long, that's kind of when I get in my funk. I've kind of realized <laughs> my cycles. And so I did it. I woke up and it wasn't easy. I was tired, but I kept my promise to myself to show up for myself. And it felt amazing. I'm, I mean, the 3 p.m. crash hit hard. I was pretty tired. But throughout the day, I was so much nicer to my kids, my husband, but also I was so much nicer to myself that day. I was so grateful for myself and I just, I wanted to show her gratitude for waking up, moving her body, fueling it with delicious and filling food rather than weird snacks I eat on the run and keeping that promise to myself because that can kind of be a little bit hard because it's like, oh, I'll be fine. But when you kind of let yourself slack off on loving yourself and take care, taking care of yourself, I feel like that's kind of, at least for me, when a little bit of that funk or that little bit of pity party can sink in. So I just try to speak more kindly to myself and it just brought so much more peace into my life. And so I highly recommend making those promises to yourself and keeping them. And I learned I needed to be kinder to myself and my thoughts and my words. And I think negative self-talk can be so incredibly damaging. And when you catch yourself being critical, pause, reframe your thoughts and ask yourself, where are these really coming from? So just treat yourself with the same gentleness and understanding that you show to your children. Because there is that inner child in you that just needs to feel loved. It needs to feel seen. It needs to feel accepted. Even from you as an adult, you still have those feelings deep inside of you and you need to feel that you are worthy of self-compassion. So talk nice to yourself. Another thing I love to do when I find myself in this funk is I love to walk. And it's been hot this summer in Utah, but I saw a meme that said, there's nothing a small walk can't fix. Even if it just cools down your temper, walking is such an amazing medicine. I love being outside. So sometimes when I get triggered or something triggers me or I feel overwhelmed, a walk just kind of helps me reorganize my thoughts. Even if it's a walk on the treadmill, just that movement for my body helps my brain so much. And I'm sure there's some scientific evidence to back me up or maybe one of you knows more about that movement and how it connects to your brain. And I don't know, but just that steady movement and being able to reframe my thoughts and rethink things through before I jump to conclusions or I react. Movement can be magic. Something as simple as walking. Maybe it's even folding your laundry and just having that silence. Silence can be hard as a mother to to find that, but try it. Try to find it. Are you tired of cycling through the endless amounts of trending skincare products that all claim to smooth wrinkles, firm skin, and give you a youthful glow, but you're not really seeing results at the end of the bottle? Well, if that sounds familiar, then this is for you. Support for today's episode comes from One Skin. One Skin was founded by a team of four female PhD level longevity scientists with over 15 years of experience studying the biology of aging. After testing thousands of peptides, 
they discovered OS1. The OS1 peptide is scientifically proven to target aged, also senescent cells, which is the main source of skin aging and actually reduces the biological age of skin by several years. Their flagship product, OS1 Face, is clinically validated to improve firmness, fine lines, and overall tone and appearance. Unlike all the other skincare products on the market, OneSkin actually works deeper than the surface level and is designed to promote healthier skin from the inside out. Because when you have healthier skin, you have better looking skin. So if your current skincare regimen is not clinically proven to reverse the molecular age of your skin, then you need to give OneSkin a try so you can see the difference. For a limited time, our listeners can get 15% off OneSkin with our code table talk at oneskin.co i have been so excited to share this sponsor with you guys because i am am getting near to a pretty big milestone birthday and while i feel very youthful my skin is not exactly reflecting that so i've been so excited to see results with this Already, I'm noticing how fast it absorbs and leaves my skin feeling so soft. I need products that are fragrance-free because I have really sensitive skin, and this has been amazing. I have had no irritation at all. My skin feels firmer. It's just feeling overall so much better, and I'm so excited to see the results that I can get with one skin and hopefully reversing this birthday age that I'm coming up on a little bit. (laughs) One skin is for everyone that wants to prevent or reverse the signs of aging with groundbreaking approach. One skin addresses skin health at the molecular level, targeting the root causes of aging so skin behaves, feels, and appears younger. It's time for you to experience new skin health routine at a discounted rate. Get 15% off with the code TABLETALK at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code TABLETALK. We only have one body, one skin, and you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin. I also, especially on hot summer days or cold winter days when I need to cheer up my kids, I love to turn on a fun song to dance to and just escape in my thoughts and dance to the music and try and make them laugh. And it helps my kids every single time. And I realized that is kind of medicine for me too. And I mean, by no means am I an MBA dancer (laughs) or have even taken a dance class, but I just love to feel the music and be silly and maybe listen to a song from you know, the good old days or like high school or junior high or just a fun memory, a song that just brings back a fun memory and just dancing your little heart out, even if it's silly. No one has to know what you're dancing to. And it's just kind of a, it's a funk changer. So it can also drown out the whining children. That's a little bit fresh on my mind today, but we're going through a four-year-old whining phase and... (laughs) It's it's hard to listen to. So maybe turn on that music. Maybe drown out some of the fighting and say, hey, kids, let's dance. But music is a great way for me to get out of my funk. And it's also another way to move my body, especially if it's hot where you are or cold where you are. or The weather is not helping you get outside to walk. Try some music. Another funk changer for me is putting down the phone. And I wanted to share something today and I I can't get over it. I can't stop thinking about it. 
And I think the reason I'm so excited to talk about this subject today is because I myself as a mother finally got out of the house and I got to go eat lunch at a friend's house and all the kids just ran around and it was just that motherly bliss that you can occasionally get to feel. No kids were touching me or climbing on me like a playground. Just the kids went and played all together and as moms we just got to sit and talk and it was a beautiful moment. <laughs> um, anywho, as I was talking with my friends, two of them have been off social media for a little while. One has been off of social media for six years and the other one has been off for six months. So one of them got off social media because it was around the time that she had her first baby and she just hated scrolling and holding such a precious child. And she's like, I'm just I feel like I'm consuming trash and seeing everyone out having fun. And she didn't want to compare her life to them. And so she said when she would take a picture of her life or her kids, she felt like she was just taking a picture or living her life to post it. And I was like, that's a powerful statement. How many of us are living this life where we feel like we have to take the picture or the video just to post about it, just to share that we did something cool or something, but rather just to keep that little memory for ourselves, that picture as a memory for us to go back to and reflect on. And I wish more people would keep their lives and those little moments sacred, just like a sacred little morsel where we don't have to see every fun thing that people do, but rather share more of your thoughts or something uplifting, the hard days, quotes, or moments that gave you inspiration. So I thought that was really powerful. Are you taking the video or picture to show you have a good life or are you actually living a good life? And I saw this funny thing on Instagram the other day and it was like, the couples that struggle the most are the ones that can't stop posting about each other's. So I'm like, I, yeah, I've actually like known of a few people struggling and they just can't stop posting about how great their husband is. But it's like, oh, but, but I don't know. I just, I think social media is a great way to put on a different face, even if it's not always true. And sometimes it's hard to remember that when you see other people going on these elaborate vacations or posting out how awesome their spouse is or just silly things like that. And it's like, oh man, I wish Matt would, or my husband would bring me home flowers or something. And it's like, I actually can't keep a plant alive and I'd much rather have a shirt from Target than flowers. So it's just like those little moments where social media can just have that little impact on you. Anyways, my other friend who has been off social media she has a lot of military connections and it was recommended that she not have social media. And I was like, that is so interesting. And now I'm wondering if I need to go delete everything. But <laughs> what does she know? But as a mom who sometimes uses social media as entertainment or a coping mechanism after a long day of dealing with kids and no connection to other adults or the outside world or for work. I was just so curious to ask them so many questions about breaking free of the ball and chain of social media. And I would say for most people, it probably includes maybe Facebook, Instagram, maybe TikTok. 
But as I ask them, how do you feel it's improved your life? Or what do you miss about being on? Do you feel like it's improved your life? Do you miss parts of social media? And they both had the same answers. Um, One, they felt that they were out of the loop with acquaintances of the past that they haven't seen in a few years. But now they said they just like reach out to the people they want to talk to and the people that they want to have relationships with and be like, hey, what's your life update? How's it going? And send that text or they use their phone to find a time to get together and catch up in person. And I'm like, that is so beautiful. Like, when was the last time we did that? And as they were saying all the things that they quote unquote missed, they then always said, but now I do this instead. And I like it so much more. And they've just kind of replaced those habits with healthier social habits. Anyways, it was just fascinating to hear them talk about it. And as they were sharing how they were feeling about being social media free, they were both smiling. They were, they just, it looked so freeing. I was like, I want to be free of social media. I just need to delete it. But they also said it was shocking to see how much time they were using on it. Once the app was deleted and I've done this too, I've deleted it and taken breaks. It's like my fingers know exactly where the app was and would automatically go there. But now They use their phones to take photos of their kids for memories and to actually connect with people, which I'm like, oh, yeah, that's what the purpose of cell phones is. We've just I feel like the society has changed it to what it should be or could be or the future. And I kind of just miss those moments of soaking in that time with my kids and taking pictures for me and funny videos to send to my husband while he's at work. But I've sometimes thought to myself, I try not to be on my phone when my kids are around, but sometimes it can get a little tricky. But how many small moments have I missed because I've been looking at my phone? Like how many little smiles have I missed or little eyes looking at me, watching me, aspiring to be like mommy. Am I watching and absorbing or am I absorbing what's on my phone? And it's kind of a scary thought of what are these little eyes taking in? Because when I was little, I know that my mom was never staring at a phone screen and was more present. And I'm thinking to myself, am I present or Am I missing some pretty magical moments? And it's kind of a scary thought. My friend also shared that she not only saves so much time, but she's like, I didn't realize I was saving. I was spending so much money having social media. And she said, I never considered myself to be like the comparison type where I'm like, oh, I need that. But I would see all these influencers and they were posting toys for Christmas and ideas for their kids or their clothes that they got. And I just wanted to see the price of their new shoes. And she said that my brain was just consuming so many products and I never realized it, but I was feeling the need to have them. And she never considered herself to be a materialistic person, but now she just is like, now I go to Target and Walmart, get what I need. And I leave. I don't know what I'm missing out on. And it's kind of nice. And she just gets what her family needs rather than what's the hottest new trend or 
designed to make these people money online. That's what they're sharing. And she's kind of fallen out of that purchasing trap. And I'm like, wow, this is sounding so nice. So now I'm so curious. I'm like, is this me? I don't feel like I need to stay on top of trends, but I do follow my favorite clothing stores and I do tap to see how much certain clothes are. And I wonder how much I'm consuming on social media and how it's affecting my day to day and my funk and my personality and my happiness without me even realizing it. And it's really, truly a scary thought. So maybe if you're feeling that funk, let's put that phone on the fridge or a high place for the rest of the day or the night or until you need it for an alarm in the morning. But let's get out of sight and out of mind and live in the moment. So that's my goal for this week. Um, as we continue talking about funks and stuff, my from my last recent funk that I was in, I read, um, I was reading this book about fantasizing or romanticizing your life and kind of like taking in those deep breaths and taking in your body movements and what's around you and the noises that you're listening to. And so I'm like, okay, I want to try this. So there are so many people in the world that are hurting and are sick or wishing they could turn back time or relive the good old days. But after I recently heard about this magic of romanticizing your life and taking in the motions of it, I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. So I decided to make some cookies with my kids and just like taking those deep breaths and just like feeling the movement of stirring the cookie dough or feeling the texture of the cookie dough on your tongue and the tastes and the smells and watching your kids play and interact or talk and just stopping and slowing down and romanticizing your own life and just smelling the fall candles that you lit in your house or whatever it may be. So I tried it and it was kind of cool. I was like, I felt like I was fully living in the moment with my kids and being the mom I wanted to be and laughing with them and smiling with them. I wasn't on my phone. We were just making cookies, something super simple, but it just made my life feel so perfect. Just a small little moment, such as stirring cookie dough with my kids. I was like, I love my life. I love, <laughs> we don't live in a big house or have all the fancy toys or all the nicest clothes. But it really was just those little moments of being with my kids and soaking in that time together that I was like, oh, this is something that can get you out of a funk is just taking your life as it is and accepting it as it is and romanticizing it and making it beautiful because that's what you love and that's what you were given and making the best of what you have. And it's, sometimes it's not always easy. But it's those moments where I really focus on just being in the moment and romanticizing life are the times where I feel happiest. And I feel like sometimes it's not even the moments, but even yourself, like soaking in what your body can do and the fun that you can have with your family rather than what your body can't do or what your body can't look like. I just feel like those thoughts of can't just lead to such a dark hole of misery, but rather than what can I do? What am I capable of? And just kind of romanticizing 
where you are as a person in life, not just the moments, has really helped me get out of mom funks as well. But lastly, one thing that helps me the very most, and I'm so grateful for it, this one's a big one for me, um, asking for help. And it's, to me, a complete sign of strength, not weakness. And I'm so grateful that mental health is talked about more than ever in this day and age. But whether it's seeking advice from a fellow mom or someone who feels like they're also in a funk or in the midst of it, or talking to a therapist, or simply leaning on your support system or reaching out is a super powerful step in acknowledging your needs and giving yourself the grace you deserve. Sometimes my favorite thing to do is to go on Pinterest and just look up uplifting quotes. And some of the things that pop up, I'm like, oh, I just, that was meant for me. I needed to see that today. But there's so many things out there and so many positive thoughts. And as much as social media can be such a bad place, I I love the positive thoughts and quotes that can come from Pinterest. So I highly recommend if you're having a down day, go onto Pinterest and look up uplifting thoughts or quotes. And you're going to feel better in minutes. But also... All of us are big advocates of therapy or finding your community or finding those safe people that you can talk to if you are feeling like you're in a slump. Just having those people you know love you and care about you and want the best for you and want you to be the best mom that you can be. Because sometimes you can get so down on yourself and I once had a friend that said, but this is what I see in you and told me like, this is the kind of mom I think you are, and this is what I see, and you need to start seeing it in yourself. So maybe just having that friend that knows you almost better than yourself sometimes and can see things that you can't, just talking to them about how you're feeling and what you're going through can be so helpful. But my dear mom, take a deep breath and just embrace your imperfections and your strengths and remember that you are loved and you are valued and you are enough and your kids love you so much. So give yourself grace and just as you give it to your children and watch it transform your journey through motherhood, don't forget to give yourself love and to help your inner child and give her validation and give her love because she deserves it. So this week, I challenge you to find something that gets you out of a funk, or even if it's just a bad day, something that can lift your spirits. Maybe you're not in a funk, but you had a bad moment or something triggered you. Do something that makes motherhood or you feel extra special. Eat the chocolate, snuggle your babies, and then share with us what you did to take in all that motherhood is. It's it's not always easy, but there are such beautiful moments of it that I am so grateful that I get to be a mom, but we do love hearing from you. So we would love to continue this conversation and hear your thoughts on maybe rephrasing your mom thoughts or getting out of your mom funk. So come find us over at Instagram at Table Talk for Moms and make sure you hit that follow and you will never miss an episode. So we will see you next week. And I hope everyone 
has a super special week celebrating who they are as a mother and all that they can become and all that they can do for their kids and their spouse and for themselves especially because we all have that inner child that needs to feel that love so don't forget to help her feel it. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.